you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Okay, let's see. I was writing down what he said. He said, get ready. Strap yourself in. Okay, I think I'm strapped in. I'm, I'm ready. What happens now? Oh, wait. I'm a, The host is Chris Voss. The Chris Voss Show? Hi, right, guys. Welcome. It's me, the Chris Voss. <laughs> Different intro every time, guys. We love having you on the Chris Foss Show. Welcome to ChrisFossShow.com. Thanks for coming by. We certainly appreciate it. Hopefully, you wrote down the notes that the announcer gave at the beginning. Get ready. Strap yourself in. Wear your seatbelt. Make sure that you you know do what the uh, the airplane attendant attendant folks do, where they wave their arms and I don't know what else they do. I ignore the rest of it, like you probably did too. Well, welcome to the show. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by today. As always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives, the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, the Chris Foss Show. Go to goodreads.com for slash Chris Foss, youtube.com for slash Chris Foss. See the big 130,000 group on LinkedIn, the LinkedIn newsletter, which is pretty awesome. And also on LinkedIn, we just got access to those audio chat systems. They're kind of like Clubhouse. So watch for me to be having discussions over there. We'll be talking about the show, guests, different things that we're up to, we're doing past, present, future. And I don't know, just stuff that we might imagine on a on a on a very bad on a very bad trip of eating uh, awful Mexican food at Taco Bell or something. I don't know. It's you never know what's going to happen over there. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, guys, we have an amazing woman on the show. She's an entrepreneur. She's a founder. She's a CEO. I'm sure there's a lot of other great titles that she has in her history. She's been running a massive company that she founded called Quintessa marketing. And we're going to be having her on the show talking to her today. Lauren is a sales and marketing management professional known for her passion for entrepreneurism. I'm sorry, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurism probably too. Lauren Mingi, and she supports women in business. In 2016, she founded Quintessa Marketing, a Oklahoma-based firm providing lead generation for personal injury lawyers. She believes in lifting each others up, powering them to make it, to take advantage of new opportunities and grow their business skills. Hopefully she can learn me how to pronounce English. She is passionate about giving back to others and attributes much of her success in relationship to God. She frequently donates her time and resources to charities such as Version Bible app, which provides free Bibles all around the world and Remerge, a pretrial diversion program for High Needs Mothers in Oklahoma County. Welcome to the show, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming. We certainly appreciate you having by coming by. It's Monday today, and Chris is learning how to speak, evidently. It's been kind of going this whole way, this whole day. They give me two days off over the weekends, and they probably shouldn't get it because I get off the game, all right? I lose my ability to talk, one of the two. So welcome to the show. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs. So it's just www.quintessamarketing.com. There you go. There you go. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about you, kind of your past history. What what kind of got you to where you decided to found this company, and uh, how long ago was it? Tell us more. Yep. So. 
started the company in 2016. I was actually flying back and forth to LA working for a law firm and I was working as their just COO. I was helping their litigation, their pre-litigation department help set up their law firm. And, you know, really what happened is whenever I was in, I'd say 2008, I started working with a personal injury ad company and I was helping them develop TV commercials. And then I started their SEO company and the SEO side. And pretty much, I mean, it was just a total God deal. As I saw one problem, you know, if we would develop SEO, we would see that leads would go and the attorneys would bring in calls where they, they wouldn't, their clients wouldn't, they wouldn't stick with them. So they weren't sticky and we saw their intake. There was a big issue and they were being paid lower end wage. So what we did when we started Quintessa was, hey, let's pay our people. I mean, we start them at 18 an hour, but they also get paid like sales agents. So we have some making an extra eight grand a month. Holy crap. Sales, just because they're signing up retainers for these law firms. And it gives the law firms the ability to scale and focus on being a lawyer instead of, you know, getting into the nitty gritty with the intake. That is awesome sauce. That is awesome sauce. What made you, you know, Really want to start your own business and do this yourself as opposed to continue working for the old law. You know, I I really feel like I I saw a million ways not to run a company and I wanted to do good and be able to kind of put my money where my mouth was because what was really hard is I could make or want to make all these decisions, but because I, my name wasn't on the paper, I couldn't do it. And my daughter was one at the time when I decided to start my company and I wanted to start something that had a legacy, you know, and I wanted her to be able to see that and be proud of her mom and what she did. There you go. And, you know, I feel you on that because when I was young and I, you know, I started working for people, for some reason, I kind of had an entrepreneurial mind. I, you know, I was reading a lot of books and studying to be a CEO someday. And I studied a lot of business theory. And yeah, when I worked for other people, it would just make me mental because I'd be like, you know, like you mentioned, all the wrong things that you would see do and, you know, people that had different management styles, if that, if you can call them styles, or maybe wreckage might be more of the word. But yeah, and I remember when I was a kid, I wrote about it in my book. I worked at a, at a, a car dealership and I remember I, I would go to the general manager and I'd be like, hey, you know, here's some ways we could do things better. And he said, you know, the owner of this car dealership spent $2 million to start this company and does it his way. And he's been doing it for, you know, 20 years or something. He goes, so probably the best thing for you is to take your little ideas there, go get $2 million and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, that's an interesting way of right. ideas. But, you know, you you do reach a point where you're just like, you know what? I just got to, I got to own it. I got to do it myself and do it right. Yep. And I tell people, I, I can tell you a million ways not to run my company, right? I mean, it's trial by fire. And so, but at the end of the day, I think when you're invested in your employees and invested in the community and charity, right? If you have something bigger than just you and putting it in your pocketbook, I think they'll do well. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, one of the things that I found when I, and, and I come back from the day when I first started hanging out with attorneys, with our companies, this was back in the day of the yellow pages, you know, and, and the big thing for attorneys to have to do was, you know, whoever could buy that back of it the yellow pages and stuff. And of course you tried to buy your way to the front and you know, the big pages. And I remember talking to my attorney friends back then when, you know, internet marketing started and different things. And I'm like, why, why don't you guys go do this? And they're like, well, there's laws against us advertising certain ways. Yep. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you guys, like, I, you know, I come from a sales marketing background like you do. And, and I'm like, 
you can't, and they're like, no, that's ambulance chasing, Chris, that's bad. And, and uh, there's certain laws that we can have and certain things we do. And I was like, this is crazy. And I think a lot of things that maybe loosen up legislatively in the, in the thing, but a lot of lawyers don't go to marketing school. They go to law school. Yes, that is correct. And you know, what we try to do is, Hey, listen, the front of house trying to establish the front of house intake. It's the hardest thing to do. It really is. And Normally, most attorneys are very aggressive and we want them to be, right? You're fighting for your clients, but that aggressive mentality doesn't help. Trying to establish the intake. Certainly got drink. <clears throat> so for us, like, whenever we went into this, we're like, we want to be as aggressive as you are with your clients, but on the marketing side. So let us do what we do best. And that's what we've done. And and sometimes segmenting is the best way to do things. I mean, you definitely want to want to you know get people that know the best of what they do and how to do it. And uh, you know, uh, it, it is a hard job being an attorney. There's you know you have all the clients, especially if you're a newer attorney and coming in. What who who are most of your clients? Are they big attorney firms? Are they are they young and newer attorneys? Who do you work with? And 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 who are most of your who are my, not, not exactly who are your clients, but what type of clients do you usually have? And, and who are the people that use you so the people that are out there that might be attorneys will know to reach out to you? So I would say medium to larger size firms. I mean, small to large, it really doesn't matter. So it kind of depends on the market. So for instance, in some markets, there's very large behemoths. And other attorneys, they've either been there for 20 years and a large person's come in and they can't get the same type of leads anymore. So we give them a competitive edge right in the marketplace because we're doing other types of advertising that these big PI law firms aren't doing. So in one instance, we may work with the number two, three, and four guy. But then also on the flip side, let's say that a new lawyer has backing and he's like, I need to do this, but I want to do it right. So what we do is we help establish processes. You know, we, we'd say you need people, pockets, and processes, right? If you have those things, then you'll be successful. So yeah. We try not to limit people. Obviously, we have to have a minimum of what they spend per month to get a good cost per case. Mm. But people that start with us that, you know, they're getting 20 cases a month and now they're getting 500 cases a month. Wow. And so, you know, we deliver over 4,000 retainers a month to attorneys. And I thought what was really interesting about your service is you deliver the actual retainer, the signed contract. Is that correct? Yes. Or am I, do I understand that? Yep. So that's that's more than just a lead, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd say what what we do is so take that front of house vetting. So of the leads that we get on your retainer, it depends on the law firm, it depends on the state, it depends on the laws around it. Mm -hmm. We convert between fifty and seventy percent. So on the high end, they're at about seventy percent, but it's all signed, sealed, delivered, right? So call it the yeah. and me or whatever you want to say, but at least they can take that and then decide, hey, we could definitely help them after getting the police report or. Hey, this isn't something we can end up doing, but the hardest part is getting it signed up. Yeah. I mean, getting them signed on the dotted line. That's the real, that's the real key in marketing and business. Do you, what's, what areas do you cover? Do you cover all 50 states in America or how does that work? Yeah, we're in all 50 states. We really are limited anywhere. You know, we're really limited by dollars. So what's really hard is to find the right attorney that has the right, I'd say values that match up with Quintessa because we just don't want to help certain, you know, just one type of attorney, we want to really make sure this is a partner. So for us, it's not about just getting bigger because we give away half of our profits. And so we want to make sure that whoever we're working with, they have the same philanthropic mindset of it's not just about making 
know, building their pockets or building their firm financially. And so we want to make sure we partner with the right people. Definitely. That makes a difference. When you said you give away halfway, half of your profits, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So when COVID hit, right before COVID hit, actually, I had a big growth spurt and I was sitting and we were listening to a message and it was talking about just generosity. And I talked to my husband and I said, hey, listen, I want to give away. I want to start giving away a large amount of money. I'm like, can we give away like half our revenue? And he's like, you cannot give away half your revenue. Like, that's not, we don't, we don't make that. I'm like, well, tell me what I can do. Right. Because I just, you know, big idea. So he said, you can give away half your profit. And so the minute that we did that, our business tripled. Wow. What was really cool about that, every year I've been in business, I've either doubled or tripled our revenue. And I feel like a lot of it is because, you know, say whatever it may be, because we're able to help other people. I mean, it's, it's, we get to do better. And I think we've just been blessed because of that. That is awesome. I mean, giving back is one of the most greatest things you can do as an entrepreneur. You can reach that point where you can give back and uh, then you can make a difference in your world. And then it's, it's much more than, you know, just building a business. It's, it's uh, making the world a better place on top of what you're doing in your business to help people. You offer two main services I see on your guys' website. Tell me a little bit about that. So, you know, we offer the retainer side, right, which is just going out to the marketplace and doing that. We also have done consulting for different law firms, but I think our bread and butter, 99% of our business is just the lead generation side of things. We'll help attorneys if we're growing them and they need a new website or things like that. But we try to be a one-stop shop for them and steer them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. You guys cover mass tort lead generation services? Yes, we do. There you go. So stuff like Mesophilia, Roundup, Zantac, all the different sort of uh, class action sort of uh, actions that are out there, I guess. Yep. Camp Lejeune is a big one right now. But really, if it's if it's something that an attorney can make money off of or a goal where someone's been hurt in an accident, we want to partner with the right attorney. And I know we've had attorneys on before that have talked about lead generation. I know that, you know, there, there's, it's, it's a big challenge to try and, especially with locales, with areas or zip codes, you know, because people will type into Google attorney near me or, you know, injury attorney near me or crash, car crash accident, things like that. And, and being in that, being able to get targeted in that zone of, of being near or close to a proximity of zip code is a real big deal. Is, is, do I have that correctly or tell us maybe how you deal with that? So for us, ours is a little bit different. We do things differently in that we cast a really big net. So for us, we focus and target statewide. And then what we do is if an attorney, let's say, for instance, is in Oklahoma City and they get a lead in Tulsa, then we'll help them find providers or medical providers, whatever may have you. But now with COVID, people don't want to come into the office. They want to do everything over the phone. So in 20 minutes, I mean, it's pretty amazing. We're getting them to sign a retainer for someone they may have never heard before. Right. Wow. That's else. And so if we can do that and then we follow up with the client for seven days, well, it doesn't matter where you're at because mm-hmm. you're helping the client. What are your processes? And that's where I think that really comes into place. Yeah. So you, you are you doing it sounds like you're doing business people over the phone instead of having them come to the office and you're doing the internet thing of signing contracts and all that good stuff. Yep. So we are we generate most of our stuff through, you know. Google, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. People call into our sales side over here and it's based on and they qualify and get them signed up on the lawyer's retainer and then we live transfer it to the attorney after it's signed. 
Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. That that's that's great. And you know, a lot of a lot of companies when they uh, when COVID hit, you know, they were so used to doing that in-person thing, restaurants, uh, you you name it. And a lot of them didn't have websites set up to be able to handle, you know, over uh, business on Zoom and business uh, over the internet and stuff. A lot of them weren't set up and they had to scramble. So I imagine there were a lot of people that really needed your services when that happened. Yeah, what was really interesting is people in California, that was where we saw the biggest need, um, mm-hmm. where we had lawyers calling us saying, hey, we know people are still driving, but we can't even go to the office. So all of a sudden they had to be virtual yeah. and had to, you know, convince people pretty much. We were the only ones. I mean, Oklahoma didn't have a lot of COVID restrictions. We were considered essential. So we were able to stay in office. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have remote days and we were able to provide, I think, a lifeline to a lot of these you know, where states were really, you know, locked down with COVID. Yeah, California was really locked down. I think they, I think they in New York probably had the hardest lockdowns. And given the the size of their populace, I mean, it's twelve million people. I think in LA in the in the very closest radius. I've lived there. I've seen the traffic. But no, a lot of attorneys, you know, they don't get prepared for marketing and everything else. I think one thing I heard you in an interview say is is you also help, say, if an attorney firm wants to move into a new zone or expand in a zone, you help establish that? It is. So I'm a very competitive personality. I mean, that's just me. And so what I love is when an attorney will say, hey, I want to move into, let's just say Wisconsin. I have mm-hmm. no billboards, no TV marketing. I'm like, great, you'll have a case in 24 hours. Like, wow. That to me is a pretty cool thing that we're able to establish. Uh, our marketing, our turnaround timeline, getting them new retainers is 24 hours. That is fast. That is awesome. Yeah. And and they're getting retainers. They're getting signed deals. I, you know, good to go. You know, they're just not getting like, here's a phone number of a guy. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's that's awesome sauce. What are some things or aspects of your business that we haven't talked about that we should touch on? You know, I think our biggest thing that I'm proud of is our employees. You know, whenever I came back from... Dallas, I was running a company down there and I couldn't get hired because I didn't have a college degree. And that was kind of ridiculous. I didn't have a piece of paper, but I'm more experienced than most people. And so we flipped employment on its head in Oklahoma. So we offer opportunities to people that they don't have to have a degree and they can make over 100K a year. If they show up and they do their sales and they know what they're supposed to do, that to me is the thing I'm most excited about, as well as the charities, giving people second chances that otherwise may not happen. That's true. You know, I never went to college. I built my first company and or I started my first company at 18 and decided to skip on college. But I did educate myself. I read Harvard Business Review and kind of gave myself my own personal customized MBA. Uh, and then I started our first multimillionaire companies in, you know, when I was 22 and we built a ton from there. I never have been to college in my life. I, I remember sitting across my expansive desk in my giant office interviewing college students that had uh, gone to college for four years to learn how to sell and couldn't sell their way out of a paper bag. And I was offering to pay them, I think it was like 2,500 bucks a month. And I'm sitting there going, these guys went to college and I did it. And you know, here we are. So yeah, it's, that's awesome that you were able to do that. And you offer the same opportunities to everybody. You know, I mean, colleges, there, there's a lot to learn and, and, and I don't, I don't discourage people from going to college, but yeah, it shouldn't be something that locks out of people of opportunities because, you know, I met, a, I think Elon Musk is even famous for saying something along the lines of, 
just because you, you have a formal education doesn't mean you were educated or something yeah. along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. On your business, so most people that might be out there that might be attorneys, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, for them to explore seeing if you know a relationship with you, your firm, might be beneficial to them? You know, I would say going to contestedworking.com and either calling our phone number and leaving a voicemail. We have, you'll either get a call back from myself or one of our VP of sales or sales guys. But what's great is we go through everything. We set accurate expectations and it's a pretty easy turnaround process. So within 24 to 48 hours, you're set up and getting leads. So that that's extraordinary. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's something you can just keep expanding on and building on. And, you know, I, I, I still know a lot of attorneys to this day. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that sadly happens when you become successful, you need attorneys and it's, you know, the marketing is not their thing. They're very good at their legal paperwork, dealing with the courts and the rules and regulations of the courts and stuff like that. And of course, knowing, you know, what they have to kind of know, but you have to know so much of it. I mean, there's real there's so much of it you have to consume and, and get really good at and be professional with that, you know, I have often looking at them, you know, and, and kind of like when you're in a company, I mean, you as a CEO, sometimes you can't be, yeah, you can't be the masters of everything in your company, especially when it reaches a certain scale. Talk to us about, there's one thing I was looking at your website, Empowering Oklahoma Women, where you're looking to invest $100,000 in local women-owned businesses and female entrepreneurs. You actually have a thing on your website, I believe, where people can apply for that. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah. So as a female entrepreneur, I didn't have a lot of resources and I didn't really know. And it's it's just to me, it's really sad because, again, there were probably I, I had at least 20 times where I probably shouldn't be in business just because of the bad decision that I made that I just didn't know about or a promise that didn't deliver from, you know, from a financial institution or whatever may have you. And I think that a female entrepreneur, you know, I mean, entrepreneurs in general, but even females, there's not a lot of mentors out there. And I think that's super discouraging. And so for me, what I'm excited about is, hey, Oklahoma's a great state to live in, great cost of living. We have a lot of opportunities here. And if you want to do something and make an impact here and have something that to call your own and you're limited by finances, that's ridiculous, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's, that shouldn't be something. So that's why we've opened it up to be able to do that. And I actually get to speak to on our Senate floor in the next couple of weeks about the hardships we go through. Yeah. In Oklahoma and just how they need more mentors. We ran an actual, we did some studies and what we found out was like, it's more expensive for women to have daycare than it is to go to college right now in Oklahoma. And that's to me, is just super frustrating because you shouldn't be limited just because of something like that, whether it be daycare or things of that nature. So we're trying to make some changes here, make some good changes. Yeah, daycare has like gotten extraordinarily expensive, especially after COVID, yeah. where it's just it's just crazy. I don't know how people afford to have children. I don't. I can barely afford my two Siberian huskies. They'd be in a house at home. We have uh, four kids and four dogs, so I just. Oh wow! Yeah, we're working on. It. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. So, is there is there a child for every dog? Is that is that the equation? That you know, it didn't end up being that way. We didn't think about it but it yeah it was kind of yeah. where we're at i love dogs the more i get to know people in the world the more i love my dogs so I- there's 
<laughs> I've been out there in public. It's it's interesting sometimes. There, there's lots of good people in the world, though. So this is pretty interesting. I, I love the concept of it. Like I say, because I've known attorneys for two decades. I, I was like, how are you guys ever going to make the transition from, you know, yellow pages back in the day? I'm, I'm telling people how old I am to the thing. I mean, and yeah, back in the day, it was like, Everybody knows this that from from my generation. You know, whoever was on the back of the phone book got most of the leads. And it wasn't very democratic because, you know, if you couldn't get the back of the phone book. But now you can, you know, there's so many different opportunities of online marketing. But, you know, you really want to hire somebody professional. You can spend a lot of money. Have you seen have you seen clients that have spent a lot of money trying to do it themselves and end up wasting a bunch of money? Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's another reason why I started Quintessa was there's a lot of really bad lead generators, unfortunately. <laughs> and so, you know, we had heard, I mean, from one of our firms in California, they had like either like 500 or 600,000 in like pending lawsuits of lead generators that took their money and ran. And it really? was a standard, oh yeah, it's like our annual, like what? Like this is a, this, I couldn't believe that. And so, you know. <laughs> It's, it's because in personal injury, you know, they can do, if you have your processes down, you can make really great money, right? And they should, right? Nice. Lawyers should make great money if they're able to help their clients. So because lead generators know that, they can charge a pretty penny. And of course, oh. they'll promise the world and then, you know, they'll deliver. And so that's why, you know, we've just, we don't have issues delivering and why, you know, my COO and my husband, he, they've now really pushed me like, hey, listen, we need to put Quintessa out there because we're doing this service to these other people going to these lead generators, you know, they're getting taken advantage of and it's just not fair. Oh. I wouldn't want to be running off with attorneys' monies because because you know, they they have an easy ability to file lawsuits and stuff. You know, so it's probably you would, you would think so, but these lead generators, like when you do a little research and you just see like they've filed bankruptcy how many times? Like I just, serious. It's professional. It's it's like a game, huh? It is. Yeah. Wow, man, that is unfortunate. Well, it's good that companies like yours are out there doing this. And like I say, I've, I've known so many attorneys that struggle with it and and that need to do it. I, I love the attorney business. If I could go back, if I could go back to my youth in college, I'd probably be an attorney, and I'd be just, I'd just be a great attorney. But you know, I've done a lot of it for my work, my companies. So, anything more we want to tease out on on Quintessa and what you guys? Do? You know, I mean, I really feel like we've covered quite a bit. I mean, I, I would just say like the the charity that we're part of, Reverge. It's something that they're trying to move nationwide. That's pretty big for us right now, hearing about them. So, what's really interesting is I got to visit them, and so for me, that was really important being able to see that they're taking women before either when they're getting out of jail or about to have a longer sentence or before they go to know they're the last stop. And it's like a three-year program that they put them through and they help them with daycare. They help them just how to become a functioning member of society and how to get away and break some generational curses, but also how to be with the right women. Because sometimes you can do everything right and then you get pulled back in the wrong crowd. And so for us, you know, I hope this also helps. Like if there's any other charities like contacting us, because again, we give away half of our profit. We want to work with companies like that and continue to grow because then we get to help people like that and make the whole world go around. 
making the world a better place. I love it. And yeah, people, there's a lot of people that, you know, they have trauma in childhood. They go through bad parents or, or no parents or, you know, there's all sorts of things that happen to people on the way and giving people second chances. You know, I'm not a big believer in just throwing people in jail. I mean, there are some people that, yeah, they do need to be thrown in jail and left there, you know, maybe Jeffrey Dahmer and et cetera, et cetera. But there a lot of people, you know, we just send them to jail and they just learn to be better, bigger criminals when they come out and uh, you know rehabbing people we've had some people on the show that have pulled people out of prison we had Brittany. her last name misses me but she worked with she worked with the uh, and, and helping get prisoners released and different things extended senses or issues with their things and rehab I, I, we've had somebody else who's a good friend of mine she helps prisoners come out of jail and 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 find jobs and get hooked up and and learn new skills and really get integrated back into society. And we need more of that. We need more assistance. Cause we, you can't just throw people away. Some people you can throw away. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think what's really hard is like, you don't know what you don't know. And so if yeah. your parents, you know, if they went to jail or if this was standard or Hey, if you never knew that you could make more than minimum wage, like this is just life. And we just want to show people, Hey, you're built for more. Like you're called for more and you can do more. As a CEO, what have you found that is, is a good leadership style that works for you? Or or what's a good principle for you when it comes to being a leader for your company and your employees and, and what you try and instill in them? You know, again, I can tell you a million ways not to lead. <laughs> so, and so I think when I first started, I was trying to do everything myself. And I and there were some really just, you know, working 18 hours a day and really hard time because that wasn't the person who I was, right? It was just overly caffeinated, three cups of coffee walking in, right? But I think for me, the biggest thing is servant leadership and then finding the people that you want to help lead and be the best and, and being okay with that and not being scared that they could, you know, leave. And so to me, it's, it's empowerment, but it's also showing people that you care and that it's just, you know, more about, you know, it's more than money. Right. Yeah. So what I tell everyone here is if you're just here for a check, you will leave. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a culture of accountability. And we also, you know, a sense of urgency is huge here because you have someone who's at the worst part of their life and you need to help them get them with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So let's here for a check. This job is it's mentally taxing. It's hard. And we're in growth mode. Right. I mean, so we're continually growing. So people are called to more. So I would just say when they buy into the vision of what we're doing and what we're wanting to do. For me, that's when we find the right, the right people. And when they feel empowered and I tell them, hey, I want you to be the CEO of your division. They like that. You know, it's just a little bit different mindset. I love that servant leadership concept. You know, it's it, the hardest thing to learn as a CEO, as you mentioned, when you're starting out is is to let other people do the task. You're like, I have to do everything and control everything. And, you know, and, and, and there's a certain point of scale where it's like you have to let go of things and, and give people a chance to run, lead, manage. And, uh, sometimes they're going to fail. Sometimes they're going to succeed. And, uh, but you've got to be able to let that into play. So I love the concept of servant leadership and everything else. Well, Lauren, it's been wonderful to have you on the show and spend some time with us and very insightful. And I hope a lot of attorneys will watch it, especially on LinkedIn. There's a lot of attorneys over there and I give you guys a call up. I know people can reach out to you for jobs. I think, do they have to be in the Oklahoma area? No, so we actually, we want to be able to get as many people here in Oklahoma, but we've actually moved something like for our salespeople. We're moving that to, to across the United States and same with our marketing. So we're always looking in. So for us, if you are a talented individual who loves helping people, you know, 
if it's a good fit, we'll make room for you. You know, we want to find the best of the best because our goal is to kind of dominate, you know, the entire United States and to be able to say you can't think about personal injury without thinking Quintessa. Yeah, we've kind of reached that weird point where we're, where we're, you know, everything's virtual now and people are doing the thing. I noticed that on your website, people can sign up for jobs and stuff or apply. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Lauren, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. Then give us your .com so we can find you guys on the interwebs. So it's quintessamarketing.com. There you go. And thanks to Manus for tuning in. Be sure to check us out. Go to youtube.com for just Chris Foss for the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to youtube.com for just Chris Foss, goodreads.com. There's so many links. <laughs> LinkedIn, go follow us over there as well as we're doing, you know, all the great places where the show is at. Stay tuned. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out.